0: Gospel of John, chapter 6, verses 1 through 21. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him, because they saw his signs which he performed on those who were diseased. And Jesus went up on the mountain. And there he sat with his disciples. Now the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was... Much grass in the place, so the men sat down, in number about five thousand. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish, as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Therefore, they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five (laughs) barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. Then, those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, This is truly the prophet who is to come into the world. Therefore, when Jesus perceived, That they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. Now, when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into the boat, and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was already dark, and Jesus had not come to them. Then the sea arose because a great wind was blowing. So when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near the boat, and they were afraid. But he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. Then they willingly received him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. going to resume our reading in the Gospel of John, chapter 6, beginning in verse 22. On the following day, when the people who were standing on the other side of the sea saw that there was no other boat there except that one which his disciples had entered, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples... But his disciples had gone away alone. However, other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they ate bread after the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they also got into boats and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, When did you come here? Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you. Because God the Father has set his seal on him. Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. Therefore they said to him, What sign will you perform then, that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Our Lord, we ask that you would shepherd us through as we go back over this material that we might lay hold of and be laid hold of. By the truth that is presented here that is so mind and heart stretching we ask for this divine outcome in your name the one who grants divine blessing amen one of the things that is noteworthy about John's gospel that As I've noted before, John, the Gospel of John chapters 1 through 12 is the evangelism discipleship, is the evangelism section of John's Gospel. How to enter the kingdom, how to enter the kingdom, the the proofs for Jesus, the proofs for Jesus, the promises of life from Jesus. Then chapters beginning in chapter 13 through chapter 17 is the discipleship, portion where we learn what his provision is and what our standing is with him that we may walk in his power in his direction and then the closing chapters are the historic event of Jesus arrest trial crucifixion resurrection ascension that enables all of those things that have been in chapters 1 through 17 to be a reality and what we see here is in chapters in John's gospel in these first 12 chapters is a an array of faith responses let's go back for just a moment to the close of chapter 2 the close of chapter 2 Jesus has gone to Jerusalem he has cleansed the temple And he has performed many, many signs. And it says this. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover, during the feast, many believed in his name, his reputation, when they saw the signs which he did. (coughs) What did it say? They believed. They believed. They believed in his reputation and what they understood about his claims. But Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men, and had no need that any one should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. There was a man three one of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night. And as we read John chapters 1 through 12, what are we seeing? An array of faith responses, some of which Jesus does not commit himself to them because they don't really understand <laughs> the fullness of what they, believe, they think they're believing in. What do we see here in John? Well, Nicodemus is an advanced... An example of this as you read through John's gospel. We'd, no, we'd noted this when we were in John 3. Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night. This man who is a member of this of the Sanhedrin. This man who is a Pharisee. This man who whom Jesus will call the rabbi of Israel. And he says, You have to, but why is the there by night? Uh it's problematic embracing Jesus publicly at this point so he's come by night but he says to Jesus you have to be from God or you could not do these signs and Jesus confronts him with truth and then he stays in the darkness stays in hiding He belie- he's become a follower of Jesus secretly and then halfway through John's gospel have yet to come to he stands up in the Sanhedrin and makes an argument to defend Jesus and he gets shouted down and he accepts that but then at the close of John's gospel he is one of the two men who receives the body of Jesus from the cross <coughs> he comes out publicly at that point for Jesus but it took him three years <laughs> to go from point A to point C and That's one sort of faith. There's the sort of faith that, okay, Jesus, you are the Savior, you're the Messiah, and let me tell you what that's going to look like. That's what we see here with these 5,000 who are fed. They come together. They've seen the signs. They're pursuing Jesus. They've seen the signs. They've heard about it. They've seen it. They've 5,000 men, not even counting the women and children, 5,000 men. He takes five barley loaves and two small fish. And it. notice the emphasis in John's Gospel. They were filled. They didn't just get a little bit each. They were filled. And they had 12 baskets of leftovers after everybody was satisfied. And then, hey, we need to make this guy our king. He yes, he's definitely the Messiah. Let's get this done. Why? Is it because they are actually responding to the message as Jesus has been speaking? No, he is the guy that can keep us fed. He's the guy that can provide bread and then more bread and then more bread and then more bread. And Jesus departs to the mountain. The disciples get in the boat and they go across. And these are the fourth and fifth. Of the seven signs that are specified that are described by John in John chapters 1 through 12. John only describes in detail five miracles, five signs. Excuse me, seven, seven signs. Numbers four and five are feeding the 5,000 and then walking on the water. And he feeds the 5,000. They want to take him and make him king so that he can supply bread to them. No, that's not why I came. He goes to the mountain. The disciples get in a boat, and they head across the Sea of Tiberias, also called the Sea of Galilee, of uh, Galilee. And they've gone three or four miles, and they're in a stormy thing, and they see Jesus walking in the water. They don't know it's Jesus. They're freaking out. Hey, it's me, it's okay, gets in the boat. Immediately, they're already at Capernaum. Let me tell you about a personal experience I had about 13, 12, 13 years ago. My wife and I live halfway between Kerrville and Junction, right off I-10, and there was a big fire. And in fact, it was such a smoky thing that they shut down I-10. And highway 27 well we had horses in our pasture and I wanted to make sure those horses weren't going to suffocate so I went down highway 27 and the county sheriff's deputy was there stopping me and everybody else so I went up 479 and and to uh, I 10 And I got on I-10 and I got stopped by the state patrol. And the guy said, you can't go. And it's already smoky. You can't go any further. I have to. I've got to make sure these horses aren't going to die. So he let me go. I got to our exit and it's about almost three miles from the exit to get on our frontage road to where I turn into our property. And I start down the frontage road and all of a sudden the smoke is so thick. I can't see past the hood of the car. And I'm like, I wonder if my car is going to conk out. And then I'll be stuck, you know. And I started into that smoke. And immediately, I was two and a half miles further down the road than I expected to be. I was right at the op- entrance to our development. I'd, and I was past the smoke. I'm like, okay, I know. brought me from here to there just like with them in the boat all of a sudden he stepped into the boat and suddenly they're already at Capernaum <laughs> what just happened but what you have the 5,000 who were fed the loaves they wanted more bread they follow him across I'm sure it wasn't all 5,000 <laughs> probably weren't that many boats but they came across the Sea of Galilee, the Sea of Tiberius. came to Capernaum. And what do we find them saying? We find them saying, how did you get here? following day when the people who were standing on the other side of the sea saw that there was no other boat there except the one which his disciples had entered and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples but his disciples had gone alone however other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they ate bread after the Lord had given thanks When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they also got into boats and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? And then Jesus doesn't answer their question. He changes the subject. When did you come here? Jesus answered them and said, most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw the signs, because you but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Now, they knew they saw a sign. They knew they saw an indicator of what? That this is the same God who fed our ancestors for 40 years in the wilderness. That was a miracle. Six days a week. The bread from heaven, the bread from heaven, the bread from heaven, the bread from heaven. And he replicated that using those five loaves and two fish that they knew, everybody knew. We just witnessed a miracle. But what is their motivation? Not who are you and what can we do? How can we benefit from the reality of who you are? No, we've come to you and we're going to tell you, Jesus. We're going to tell you, Jesus what the blessing is that we want. And then you're going to give us what we want. And we look at that and we say, what in the world is going on in their head? Ladies and gentlemen, we have that same thing featured in the American church today. Have you ever heard of the name it and claim it? Lord... We want blessing, and we're going to tell you what the blessing must look like. I've forgotten the guy's name, guy up there in Fort Worth that has a hangar full of airplanes. Yes, Kenneth Copeland, hangar full of airplanes. We've got Joel Osteen saying, live your best life now. And I love John MacArthur's reply to that. Uh, Well, I guess he's planning to go to hell. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, don't try to define to God what his blessing would look like. We are children of hell. We are children with a rightful destiny in the lake of fire forever and ever and ever. And the Redeemer God, God so loved us, stinky, horrible creatures, that he gave his only begotten son. The heir, that means the heir of all things, the, his prize, God the Father sent God the Son to pay sin's penalty for us, to rescue us from what we rightfully, justly deserved in order that he might pour out our, his mercy on us, that he might redeem us, don't Tell him what the blessing must look like. Let me suggest something. You know, God is smarter than us. (laughs) God understands reality. He understands what authentic blessing in the universe he created looks like. And he's picked us up in his arms, and brought us into this. Don't say, hey, Lord, take me back. Take me back. I'm, I'll be satisfied with earthly bread. Stop it. Did they have faith? Yes. They, they got fed yesterday. We want to be fed regular old time, regular bread today. By the way, there's a marketplace right over here where you can go buy bread. And Jesus is saying, no, you don't seek me because you saw the sign and what the meaning behind that miracle was of who I am. You are here because you ate the bread, and you're satisfied with earthly bread. Don't tell God what the blessing is. Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on on him. There is no gift. There is no blessing we can step into in our present environment and place that even begins to match what he has already set in place for us. Don't forsake eternal blessing in his presence for the sake of daily bread, daily bread, daily bread. No. Most assuredly, I say to you, seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man, their favorite expression for Messiah, which the Son of Man will give you because God the Father has set his seal on him. What is the seal of the Father? What is is the purpose of a seal? On on ancient documents, they would put a glob of wax down on a a legal document, and then they would hit it with a seal. That was to prove that that document had legal authority, and it would have an effect on people's future and where their standing was and all sorts of things, whether it's university diplomas or, or you're out of jail now or whatever, that was the purpose. God has set his seal on me. What is the seal of God on Jesus? The signs. The signs are their visual, tasteable, smellable, hearable proofs of God's presence in his life. This is your Messiah. This is your promised Messiah. This is the Son of Man. And notice their response. Then they said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? No, 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 no. That's not the direction we want to go, Jesus. We want bread. Show us how to be bread, guys. No. Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God, and I'm not backing down from this. I'm not going to change my agenda. I'm not going to change my formula to suit your preferences. This is the bread of God. This is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent. And you go, don't get to define the parameters of my redemptive work. That's Those parameters have already been set in place by my heavenly father and by me and by God the Holy Spirit in consultation with one another. That decision's been made. It's not going to be changed. This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent, that you transfer your trust from your own smarts, your own plans, your own resources to me. Trust in me, my plans, my resources, my loyalty to you. Believe in him whom he, God the Father, sent. Therefore, they said to him, These are the fellows that just ate the loaves the day before. What sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? (sighs) And I think Jesus is restraining him. Of course, Jesus doesn't have a fallen nature. (laughs) like If it was me, I'd be tempted. Okay, how about from heaven <laughs> What sign will you perform then that we may believe see it and believe you what work will you do? Oh let's make us we have a suggestion for you Jesus Our fathers ate the manna in the desert at is written as it is written he gave them bread from heaven to eat hint 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 hint. Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. Now, why would he make this reference to Moses? Remember the day before when they said their response when he they received the bread from the five loaves, barley loaves and the from the two fish. This must be the prophet. Promise to us. Remember when they came to John the Baptist, the Jewish leadership, and said, Who are you? We see what you're doing. You need to justify your religious activity. These people are hearing you, they're responding, they're being baptized, they're repenting. You're having this impact. Who are you? Are you the Messiah? No, I'm not the Messiah. Are you the prophet? Well, this is what they were referencing, Deuteronomy 18, the Lord your God, Yahweh your God, will raise up for you a prophet, this is Moses, a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren, him you shall hear according to all your desires of the Lord your God, in Horeb, in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear the voice of the Lord my God, nor let me see this great fire any more, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, Moses, what they have spoken is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you, Moses, from among their brethren, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them, All that I command him. That's why they asked John the Baptist, are you the prophet? No, I'm not. Well, then who are you? Are you Elijah? No, I'm not. Well, then who are you? I am the one spoken of by Isaiah the prophet. And then he quotes that I'm the herald of the Messiah. That's who I am. But what did they say when Jesus gave them the bread? This is the prophet like Moses. Moses gave us that. No, Moses did not give you that bread. No, Moses did not. And by the way, Jesus is that prophet. But he is more than that prophet. He is the God who gave the bread for the 40 years in the wilderness and gave them the bread the day before. But we want to make him king. Why? So we can get bread every day, just like our forefathers did. And... What does Jesus say? When they say, okay, give us bread to eat. And our fathers ate manna in the desert, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is, is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. The bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. As impressive as it was when he fed those 5,000, oh no, I've got a much bigger agenda than that. It's the world. It's the world, and it is the true bread from heaven. It is myself. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. (laughs) And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. Now he's not talking about the, the physical reality. He's talking about the spiritual, soul, spirit reality. You come to me and I am I will fully slake your thirst. I will fully satisfy your hunger for an authentic relationship with the true and living God. For those who want that relationship with the true and living God. The bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. When you transfer your trust from your own works, your own goodness, to the redemptive work of Christ, your eternal life issue, your welcome with God for eternity, a hearty welcome with God for eternity, that issue is entirely, completely addressed forever. He will never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Your thirst for eternal relationship with God is slaked forever. But I said to you, that you have seen me, you have seen me, you saw what I did yesterday, and yet do not believe. Well, they believe he can provide bread. What is it that they're not believing? They're not believing him for the important promise that their eternal life, eternal welcome with God issue would be completely addressed. They're not even on that wavelength. That's not even something they're seeking. All that the Father gives me, you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me. When God himself is at work in a person's life, what is the initial step in someone going from a dead person, not even interested and seeking redemption how do we go from being dead to our own need for forgiveness for a welcome with god to being alive to that need and being energized to run to jesus for the satisfying of that need where does that come from it comes from god he's the one what did jesus say to nicodemus You must be born from above. Nicodemus was one of those shallow believers, but he was prompted to come to Jesus, and he takes the steps. As we see in John's Gospel, he will take the steps, but it's a process for him. The process can be three years, can be 30 years, can be three minutes. God himself comes after us and we and I keep I repeatedly reference this I'm going to keep doing it for the rest of the time you're willing to hear me Jesus is the shepherd who goes out and finds the lost sheep and brings it home on his shoulders rejoicing that is the actual testimony of every person who is authentically in the kingdom he took the steps to pick us up and bring us home All that the Father gives me will come to me. When you came to faith in Christ, wasn't there an aspect of what just happened? What just happened? I'm alive to realities now that I was completely unaware of before. Your sense of the environment that you're in changes. When you're brought by him into the kingdom, all that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. You're safe. You're secure. You're in my flock. And by the way, John chapter 10, when we get to it, I am the door of the sheepfold. The thieves and robbers try to come over the. No, I stop them. That's my job. That's what the door. By the way, the door was actually the person laying across the the open area where the sheep would go in. And the door was the the actual person. (laughs) I am the door. I am the door. I have come down. From heaven. I have come down from heaven. There is no other member of the human race that can say that. Jesus' true point of origin is heaven. He is God the Son, eternal God the Son, become humanity, become a human. I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me, to do the Father's will. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. I will succeed in the assignment my Father has given to me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son actually sees him as he really is. Do these people see Jesus as he really is? No, they don't. To them, he's just a day-to-day bread provider. They don't want to see him in the full reality of who he is. But those who see me in the full reality of who I am, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, everlasting relationship with God. Everlasting life is not just living forever. Is living forever in the presence of the welcoming God who loves us. That's everlasting life. Life, the word life isn't just existence. The word life is experiencing the reality that the holy, merciful, gracious, kind God intends for us. This is the will of him who sent me that everyone who sees the son and believes in in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Don't think that getting put in the ground or put in a tomb is the end of the story, it is not. Our whole life in this present time in this world is just the very, 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 very short introductory phase. Of the reality that we will experience through eternity. It's never going to end, folks. It's never going to end. And here we older people, we get together. Well, how old are you? Well, how old are you? The day is coming when I won't be saying I'm 73 years old. I'll be saying I'm a million and 73 years old. (laughs) And I'll have people sitting there saying, well, I'm a million and and. I'm million and, and 10,000 years old. <laughs> it's going to be, and we will all be sitting there laughing at each other and enjoying the reality that the Redeemer merciful God picked us up and carried us to. When you have an opportunity to share the gospel with someone else, be aware of this. you're It's not you and them. Invisibly standing at your right shoulder is the true and living God who says to that person, come forth, come forth. Just as he said to Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. And people being brought into the kingdom is as much if not more of a resurrection than what Lazarus experienced that day. He is the bread life, eternal life to the world by the simple reality of our transferring our trust from our own works, our own outlook to what he declares and what he promises. Let's pray together. Our Lord, we thank you that what you call upon us to do is to simply Abandon any idea that left to ourselves we can resolve the issue of how can we be accepted by the Holy God. Abandon any promises or hope there in favor of what you have done. Our job is to transfer our trust to you. Believe you, not the false advertising that we may have been walking in. We are to eat. We are to drink. We are to eat of what you provided. We are to drink from what you provided, which is you. You are the bread from heaven. We ask that you would enable us this week to share that reality with someone else. And if we are here today, and this is news, this is news, Lord, we pray every person who is here, that you would enable us to f- fully embrace and fully be embraced back by the reality of what the Holy Spirit showed us today, that we might walk in it, that we might dwell in the, pr- the blessing that you describe here. We already are experiencing the opening phase of the aspects of eternal life. An eternal welcome with you. We ask that you would enable us to walk more deeply into that, and we look forward to that day when we will be without any restraint at all, be in your presence. But we ask that you would also enable us to share this good news with someone else this week to your glory and that we might actually witness a resurrection. We ask this of you, good shepherd Jesus, and all God's people said,